When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Some people just know there's a better way to do things, like bundling your home and auto insurance with Allstate, or hiring someone to move your piano instead of doing it yourself. So do things the better way. Bundle home and auto and save up to 25% with Allstate. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. On the Gopher Sports Network, from Learfield, this is the Golden Gopher Podcast. Brought to you by Schuler Shoes, where happy feet is happy life. Welcome to the Golden Gopher Podcast. I'm Justin Gard from KFAN Radio and the Gopher Radio Network. We'll hear from Mara Braun, women's basketball, and of course, Tommy Olson on the pod this week. Thanks, as always, for finding us wherever you get your podcasts. We're here every week with different Gopher conversations. Please subscribe if you like what you hear. Please leave a rating or a review. Please tell a Gopher fan friend in your life about us. The Gopher football team is back home for homecoming against Louisiana this Saturday. It's an 11 o'clock kickoff, and it's a stripeout. You may remember the stripeout from a year ago. They're running it back this Saturday for homecoming. GopherSports.com has all the info on what color you need to wear, maroon or gold. It looked awesome last year. Hopefully you're all good to go with the stripe out this coming Saturday. Again, gophersports.com has all the info for you there. Last Saturday was tough. No other way around it. Gophers led 31-10 at Northwestern, played a really good game for three quarters, and then in the fourth, it all went wrong. They lose in overtime 37-34. They're now 2-2 on the season. Tough way to finish what started so well in Evanston. They were phenomenal for three quarters. Another great game for Darius Taylor. He was named Big Ten Freshman of the Week for a third straight week. Ethan Kaliak-Manis bounced back nicely, especially in that first half. But the final 15 did not go well enough. And that's where we start the podcast this week with our guy Tommy Olson, former Gopher offensive lineman for this week's 
10 Minutes with Tommy on the Golden Gopher Podcast. Well, Tommy, I have to imagine if you went to bed at the end of the third quarter, you felt pretty good. And if you're like some people in my life that did go to bed, you woke up wondering what happened in the fourth quarter. Um, kind of take me through your night of emotions as a guy who watches, as a guy who pays attention. Um, take us through Saturday night for you as the Gophers, unfortunately, have a tough fourth quarter and come up short against Northwestern. Just I, I'll be I'll be a hundred percent honest. I had some buddies over, right? So we're watching the game, and we see Darius break a tackle of an All Big Ten linebacker and go for six. I'm like, oh, this is great, good for them. Look, we're back on track. Here we are. Yeah, this is awesome. I love it. So we turn it. We start watching Notre Dame, Ohio State. We're like, ah, oh, Minnesota's got it. Yep, should be good. And. My buddy checks his phone like 10 minutes go by, and they're like, oh, they scored. Like, oh, maybe we'll start flicking back to back and forth. And then, honestly, just next thing I know, we're, we're driving down. I'm like, okay, let's just get one more first down. We hand it to Darius. He gets stopped on the third and short. We lose a yard. It's fourth down. We punt. And then they drive the length of the field and score. And I just I felt like I was in a bad dream. Like what what is happening here? We're better than this. We all know we're better than this. But Northwestern just moved the ball that easy against our defense. Honestly, just I was at a loss for words and I'm still trying to figure out what happened. Yeah. And honestly, I think a player not having a player like Cody Lindenberg out there, so like a guy that you can rely on and call defenses on. That could be a good excuse for him, but at the end of the day, it's 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 hard. It's hard. It was hard to watch. It just, it, I I think I texted you earlier this week. It, it more or less just got. I wasn't mad. I was just sad. Yeah, I was just sad as right. a Gopher fan. Well, because it happened so quickly, and if one of fifteen plays in the fourth quarter, let's just say around number fifteen twenty, whatever you want to say, if one of those goes differently. You're talking about a 31-17, 31-20, 34-17 gopher victory. That's how it was setting up for three quarters. They did absolutely everything they needed to do, right? I mean, they ran the ball well. They threw the ball well in the first half. Defense played well, got a turnover. They scored right off of that. Like, they did what you're supposed to do on the road against a team that you're favored to beat. And, unfortunately, no one's going to remember that because the fourth quarter, it was literally everything that they could have done wrong, they did wrong. Everything that Northwestern could have done right, they did right. And sometimes that happens. It's crazy when it does. There's not a lot to say when it does, but that's just kind of how it goes sometimes, unfortunately. And sad, I think, is a good word for it because it, it could have been so much different if not for, like, one or two things in that final fourth quarter. Right. That's the hardest part. And, you know, just, like, when I was playing, I mean, when it was when you were first doing it too, we've been a part of – losses like this right so the last thing i ever want to do is just like rip the team like why it happened like i've been on teams where this happens and as a player you don't know how it happens because you know you know like you're the better team on paper like you know you're gonna like you're a better team than northwestern i think we all know that as a fan base too so it's almost just like shocking you know when all these plays that we're talking about you know like how one play could have changed everything it all just keeps rolling and it keeps happening. You're almost like in a bad movie or a bad dream mm -hmm. where all this stuff is happening and you can't do anything to stop it. And it's just the worst because you go, it almost makes you want to pull your hair out 
because then you start looking back as a Gopher fan, you know, and you look at all these snake bitten losses that we've had our whole career, and it's just like, man, it just it's it's hard. It's so hard, and it's the, the the most frustrating part is that we know that we're better than this, and like it's it's so frustrating dealing with it and you know everyone down at the u right now the 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 one thing they want to do is strap it up and move on from this right and just get by this because all they know and all they hear is just man gophers are bad again like i've been on those teams where we have a shocking loss and everyone's like oh they suck Mm -hmm. it's the worst feeling in the world all you want to do when you're a player now is just go play louisiana so i hope they come out firing and i think they're gonna just i hope they just come out firing because i me as a fan who absolutely loves gopher football and bleeds it literally bleeds it i need to i need them to play again because just everywhere i go all there's i'm sure you get it yeah yeah welcome in buddy welcome in right yeah like like, what what happened to those gophers it's just like hey guys we had a bad game all right but Let's move on. <laughs> well, so I'm so excited for them to move on. Yeah, players, I've always said players and coaches have it easy when they have a bad loss because they just get to go to work and just figure it out where the rest of – I mean, I don't think they agree. I don't think PJ agrees with me when I tell them that. But it's like you guys just get to go to work and figure it out. We're out there taking grenades out here in the public <laughs> every, everywhere right. we go. But So tell us what the work is like for this week. Like what is practice like this week? What was Sunday like? You, know, you get back late. Um, coming back from Northwestern, what was Sunday like? And then how do you how do you turn the page? Because there's still eight games left in this season. So how do you turn the page right. and say we just got to move on and we got to forget about Saturday? I can speak from experience with Coach Kill, and I'm I'm assuming it's all similar, right? So they get back. It's very quiet bus ride, very quiet plane ride, and then you go home. You wake up Sunday, and you're almost like scared to go in to film because <laughs> you don't you don't know what to expect. Like, because coaches could take it, like, one of two ways, right, where you get there and they just hammer you and just make it the worst day of your life. Or they come in with, like, a cordial, what I think PJ would do, would come in with a cordial attitude and just say, hey, guys, it happened. You know, we got to watch this and learn from this film, and we're going to be hard on you. But just know we have to be hard on you so it doesn't happen again. And once we address this film, we're going to leave here feeling good. We're going to move on. And with the eight games that we're talking about that left, just it doesn't get easier. Right. That's so we got to get our swagger back. So he knows that as a coach that he's got to get these guys' confidence back because their confidence shot. They just lost to Northwestern. They know they haven't had a Big Ten win in two years, and they just let that happen. So they're going to have a feel-good practice. It's going to be hard. It's going to be intense. But these coaches are going to be fired up, ready to go. And I think they're going to be amping them up, especially Ethan, like get his mind right so he starts leading the whole offense, that they have all their minds right. And then defensively, get back to what we know, right? Not giving up plays. Not giving up passing yarders like we did. Like get back to the roots of what we know, and it's stopping the run and running the ball. And the good news is we have been doing that, but just for a quarter, everything went right. a pear shape, right? Like it just went off. And so we just got to get back to what we know. And there's a lot of good stuff in that film. The first three quarters will probably be fun to watch. right? And then they'll realize that they should have won that game. So 
that's the good news. There's a lot to build off of, but it's just hard looking at it two and two when they should be three and one. Agree totally, and that's where we'll leave it for this week's 10 Minutes with Tommy. Hopefully we'll be talking about a homecoming victory, T.O., next week. And for your sake, I'm glad the Gophers are playing here in like 48 hours so you can move on as well. I'm, I'm worried about you more than everybody else. Just, you're the absolute best. I love doing this. It was hard to get on here this week, but I cannot wait to move on, and hopefully we're talking about a, uh, a W next week. Thanks, as always, to Tommy Olson for jumping on. He's a fan like all of you out there. He takes it very hard when things don't go well, takes it very personally when things don't go well. So hopefully, Tommy, feeling all of your pain, has made things a little bit easier as we look to turn the page to homecoming this Saturday. Turning the page on the podcast, let's talk to Gopher basketball player Mara Braun, who has had a ridiculously busy summer after a ridiculously productive freshman season here at the U. Mara's summer included a trip to Croatia and Greece with the Gopher team, but also trips to Colorado Springs, China, and Mongolia for Team USA three-on-three duties. Mara's under-21 Team USA team won the gold at the FIBA three-on-three Nations League final in Mongolia, including beating another American team in the semis. That was an amazing experience. We cover that and a lot more in our conversation with Mara on the day that the Gophers started official practice earlier this week, including summer workouts we talked about, including three-on-three, and the battle she has with herself as she looks to keep help moving this program forward. Here's sophomore basketball player Mara Braun on the Golden Gopher podcast. Let's start with the USA stuff. And I guess Colorado Springs is where you end up going, right, to the uh, to the Olympic Center. Take us through how that whole thing mm-hmm. happened for you. Because it seems like all of a yeah. sudden you're in Colorado Springs, and next thing you know you're on a team. Yeah, it happened pretty quick. So I got the email. I was invited out to the trial. Didn't know a whole lot about it at first. Um Talked to my dad about it, kind of got looked up the whole three-on-three thing, um, went out to trials, didn't really expect to know anyone. Actually met up with Leilani, who's at Penn State, so I was able to kind of connect with her, and we were two of the only girls like under the age of 20 there. So yeah. it was it was pretty intimidating, I'm not going to lie, but I went out there, played well. It was all new to me, the whole three-on-three thing. Um, it's a lot different than five-on-five, obviously. Um kind of got used to it then they sent me a you know text the next following week like hey we'd like to talk to you so jay the main guy called me up and said we'd like you to come to china um in just under a month so crazy that's how it went Uh, called coach p um kind of got it on the schedule so she was aware and from there started telling family and friends um the rest is history so what are the main differences five on five three on mm. three and i think i came to a practice this summer you were practicing with i think the FIBA ball yep. while you were here so yeah. even down to the ball there's some differences so what were the adjustments yeah the ball is the same size just heavier so it's um the weight of a men's ball and it's actually interesting they play with the same ball so they have to adjust also but so the ball um obviously the the number of athletes on the court is different. It's a half court. Um, take the ball out of the net. There's really no dead balls unless it goes out of bounds. Yeah. Um, you're rotating usually a person every possession. The pace is just a lot different. Um, physicality. There's not a lot of um, fouls being called. So <laughs> you're getting hammered, and that's been actually good to be able to adjust to and kind of have to play through that. Um, but, yeah, I think just the conditioning aspect, too. Because you never stop, right? Mm-mm. No, so, no, you don't, ever. You just have to keep rolling. It's 10 minutes straight of just, it's like a 10-minute sprint is what they like to call it. Yeah, but. and in some of these places, you can remind me where, I mean, it, it, you're playing outside. 
China was like 100 degrees. So how was that? It was horrible. (laughs) It was seriously terrible. You know, it was nice because you didn't really have to warm up. You know, you were already sweating when you were outside. Yeah. Um, I I really enjoyed the outdoor part of it. Um, Mongolia wasn't. Mongolia was inside, so that was different. Um, I like the outside aspect. Just it's just a vibe. It's just a yep. lot different. Um, seems like you're just playing outside, you know, in your backyard or something like that. But yeah, it was fun. It was hot. It was really hot. I had to hydrate, and but it was a really good time. And the night games were really fun. Yeah, it was fun to watch them, and you had a lot of people waking up at all hours of yep. the night here, including yep. your team, which was very cool. Including when you win the gold in Mongolia against the U23 team. Which that had to be pretty cool. I mean, we're all, you know, hashtag one USA. Yeah. But that had to be pretty cool yeah. to beat the older kids. Yeah, we played them in the semis and it was kind of a weird setup. I think the France men had to do the same thing and just was yeah. the way it worked out. But it was, you know, one of us was going to the championship, it just depended what team and we had been playing together a lot longer. Even just one tournament beforehand together, it makes a big difference. And they were all brand new together and so that's tough to have to go and we only practiced like one or two times before we played. So it was definitely tough. They did a great job, really supportive of us too. And cool. so that was really cool. Because like you said, I mean, you're playing for, you know, the name across the chest. So whoever's in that championship game is going to be rooted for. And what's it like um, for those of us that have never had or never earned a USA on our chest? We may have mm-hmm. worn it for something <laughs> in support. What's it like when you've earned it and you put it on? It's it's really cool. It's a surreal feeling. Um, just knowing that you're representing your country, you're representing, you know, the people back home, your family, your friends. And it's just, it's a feeling that you can't really describe because especially when you have that across your chest, you play with a different level of passion. Um, and just the want to win is at a different level. So how do you feel like it helped you getting that experience and really this whole summer because we're going to talk about Croatia and Greece and Coach P and everything that comes with it but do you feel different than let's say if we talked in March like a different Mara Braun um I don't know personally just because it's myself but maybe from the outsiders um I think just the confidence part being able to bring that level of experience back to the team even though it's a much different game be able to you know bring that communication part um just that conditioning part, being able to go longer and at a higher level. And so I hope that I'm able to bring that back to the team and be able to kind of translate to the five-on-five game too. So as we sit here and record this, you're about to have official practice number one for the season. But you've obviously had, you know, a postseason with Coach P and the new staff and some summer workouts as well. So what do you feel like you know about this staff or this group and kind of just in the evolution process of – of what you're hoping to see today? Well, I'm excited. We've been, like you said, we've been going for a while. Um, it was a little different. We got to actually have almost real practices in the summer to get ready for our trips. So right. That was definitely a big help. I think a lot of the things that teams are just starting to cover, we did you know, a month ago. So I think that's going to help us a lot in the long run and just now polishing things up and able to put some more things in because we understand the foundation. And Coach P has done a great job of kind of laying down what she wants to see and then now we're able to build on top of that so I just think you know the intensity and the energy every day is something that's really fun and it's fun to experience every day and you know people watching always kind of comment on that and just 
you know, you can you just see the passion from the coaches, which is just going to trickle down to us when we're playing too. But it's yeah. what stuck out, uh, stood out to me was the detail. Oh yeah. So did that's, that, am I accurate in that? Just thinking Absolutely. like I'm watching when that's a detail I hadn't thought of, or this is something when you're subbing for someone I hadn't thought of, or this is a teammate that needs to say it instead of the coach, I yep. hadn't thought of it that way. Like what type of details are you guys going over? Yeah, there's a lot. I mean, every day we start practice doing one handed finishes, you know, we're finishing coach P puts a line on the backboard. You have to finish above the line or it doesn't count just the accountability aspect and, you know, constantly communicating and, there's just a lot of small things like that that you don't necessarily think of before they're being pointed out. And, you know, we'll watch, let's say it's literally just, you know, like I said, making it above that line and we'll go and watch film on it. And she'll be like, all right, you see these finishes. We didn't do that. And then she'll show us film from her past teams. And obviously they've had a lot of practice with it and they're right. incorporating it. And so it makes a big difference, but it's things that I think a lot of teams and coaches kind of put past that do actually make such a big difference. And that's something, especially finishing at the rim and our efficiency from last year, is what we're really working on this year too. And what do you feel like you learned from the trip overseas? You got to play a handful of games. You got to Obviously, you know a lot of your teammates, but some of them are getting to play for the first time. And you're getting to see the staff in you know probably not totally game situations, but closer <laughs> than practice. So what yeah. stood out about the trip? <laughs> I think that's funny you say that because – Coach P, we know how she is in practice. She's intense, you know. She's getting after it, but it was the same in the game. And even though it was in Croatia, Greece, and we weren't playing the best competition, it was like she was treating it like we're going to be playing UConn tomorrow. <laughs> right, so right. it was that was a cool part because it made us take it seriously too. Um, but I think just that part of just that fire, and, you know, we're going to bring that every night. So, what was the trip like off the basketball court? It was great. It was fun. I think traveling with USA, it's so much different. You know, you're there on a business trip. You're there right. to win games. But it was more so just, you know, hanging out, getting to know each other. We only played three games. So we had all that time to tour and just hang out and, you know, have dinner together. And th we loved the boat trip. That was fun. Yep. And just be together because, honestly, that makes so much of a difference on the court. And how do you feel like your first year went? Let's let's mm -hmm. take back. I mean, whether you want to make it the group of the four of you that came, and obviously mm -hmm. Sophie came, you know, midstream as well. Um, and you guys have been through a lot in a short amount of time here. So how do you kind of process your entire first year on campus as you're about to you know, officially enter year two? I would say it was just a year of a lot of firsts. I think every game, honestly, was you know it's a first playing Purdue, it's a first playing Iowa, it's a first playing Wisconsin. So every game, it's like a brand new you know, thing you're walking into, like, okay, what's this arena like? What's this arena like? So it's just a lot of that we kind of had to deal with as we went on. You know, having such young players being big parts of the team, that was also <laughs> difficult because we didn't necessarily have, you know, those older girls for a year to look up to. Right. And to you know, th so that part was difficult too. Um, but I think it was a good learning year. I think there's a lot we can learn from it, move on from, but also take with us this year. And I think we'll just that year of experience will be really helpful in order to, you know, help these younger girls too. And, you know, the players that are coming in that haven't played a Big Ten game yet. Yeah, how prepared do you feel for the Big Ten now, knowing what you know 
especially how they were trying to defend you because yeah. it was pretty pretty quick early on. You were going to yeah. be a big part of things. You're not going to sneak up on anybody. Mm-hmm. I think you had 30 plus against Penn State, first Big Ten game, right? So you're you're not going to sneak up on anybody. So mm-hmm. how do you what do you feel like you learned about just the rigors of the Big Ten that you can take? I think just constantly having to adjust, constantly having to you know have that next step because they're scouting you. They know everything about you. They know your tendencies, and so. I think understanding that they know me as well as I might know myself or my coaches and stuff like that. So just understanding that, being able to be one step ahead. Um, I think also the physicality part's a lot different than high school, even AAU. Yeah. Girls are a lot stronger. Um, I mean, last year you're playing girls that are like 25 years old. Right. You know? right. So stuff like that um, is a big difference. But I think just going into this year and understanding that, I think the three-on-three with the physicality help, just the speed, um, just like understanding, just continuing to understand basketball, um, expanding my IQ, things like that will help too. And do you feel like, like how do you feel like, because you're hard on yourself. People mm-hmm. can see that when you play. <laughs> at least I can go, okay, Mara's uh, not happy with what's yep, going on right now. Mm-hmm. But you look at the numbers, I mean, you had a ridiculous freshman year. Like do you allow yourself to say, all right, I'm maybe I, we didn't win as many games as I wanted or maybe I didn't you know, play as well as I wanted, but – I'm also trying to figure this thing out as we go. Like, what's the balance of you're being mm. you're tough on yourself because that's why you're Mara Braun, but also allowing yourself to grow into the the player that you're going to be. Yeah, I think there's a there's a balance of that understanding. You know, I played in these games and I put up good numbers, but then you know, there's the games that's the total opposite, and it was it's just that inconsistency part that I think. I get hung up on because I have those big games and then the next game could be totally different. And that's just the way that college basketball works. And I've kind of learned to get through that. And I'm still working on that. Um, Obviously only being in my second year and I'm reminded of that a lot. You know, you're only a sophomore, you know, things aren't going to come that easy, you know, maybe until senior year or something like that. So I think trying to stay grounded and understanding that it's still a learning process and it's day by day. What is the way you fight through it? Like, if you're not shooting well or yeah. you're just not feeling it that day, like, how do you – because you're right, consistency is the mark of any great yeah. player, right? That you just – you know what the numbers are going to be when, when she shows up that night. Yeah. So how do you fight through it when it's not going well? That is something I'm battling right now. <laughs> to be it, determined. It is. It's something yeah. that I'm working through every day, um, talking to a lot of different people about it and just the way I can stay consistent and in the way I'm talking to myself and the way, you know, that I'm showing up every day. How can I – you know, show up and to be able to produce like that. It's tough. And there's a lot of outside factors and things that you have to work through. And so that's, you know, that's a work in progress. And I'm hoping to, you know, there's always room to become better in that aspect. And just that mental part of the game is really tough. Last couple, and uh, you've never joined this pod before. We've talked on, you know, go for broadcasts, obviously, but I try to go back to the beginning with everybody that I have. So, was it, were you like born with a basketball in your hand? Were you born with any kind of, yeah. you know, sports activities? Like, take me through growing up, Mara, when sports first entered. I mean, yeah, I was always in a gym. My brother played, uh, my dad played in college. And so that was a big part of my life. I feel I was always in a gym, always had a ball in my hand. Um, from a young age I was also I did a lot of sports I was pretty well-rounded in that aspect Um, high school I played soccer track also until last year is when I tore my PCL so I was kind of focused on getting through that for college but I was I would say pretty well-rounded in my sports it was just basketball I had a different level of passion for and when did you realize okay I'm pretty good 
Like I'm better than everybody here. Well, I think it's kind of funny. So when I, th- I was probably a second grader, you know, you're still in your carpet league and yeah. things <laughs> like that. Yeah. They actually had a board meeting on like voting if I would be able to play up because some parents are like, she needs to play up. She right. needs to, you know, kind of play with the older girls. So starting in third grade, I was playing a year up until eighth grade. I actually had to play twice because I wasn't allowed to play high school. Sure. So I played eighth grade twice and then entered um, high school and played varsity right away. But yeah, it was it was always playing against the older, the stronger, you know, the faster girls that I think honestly has really helped me now looking back at it. Yeah, I mean, because it's what we were talking about before, right? The phys- I mean, a year is a big difference mm-hmm. when you're a kid. It is. I would it think. Oh, and yeah. the physicality and, and everything that goes with it. So what do you think you learned through all that? Well, I think also, you know, having a big brother – yeah. It's just the same type of, you know, they're beating up on you. How do you respond? And I think it made me tougher. And there was a lot of games, especially when I was younger, I'd just be in tears because I was just so frustrated. <laughs> and I think that's from that's the start of knowing that that perfectionism was in me and yeah. I wanted to be the best. And, you know, but I, it's definitely helped me. So last thing on this, when did you, like, when did the recruiting stuff start? And when did you start thinking, wow, this is like, I'm going to go play somewhere big time. I'm going to go play Power 5. I'm going to play Big 10. You had offers from all over the place. Kind of take take us through how that all all started with you. Eighth grade summer was the summer that I started getting offers, getting looks, getting letters. My first offer was Minnesota. Nice. Coach Way called me up. It was just I was like starstruck. I was like more nervous to talk to her. (laughs) But yeah, so she came, she actually came to one of my high school games. I remember it was at Roseville and then she offered me the next morning. Um, So that was kind of the start of it. I got letters. Um, I was able to visit some big 10 schools and then COVID hit. So I wasn't able to do a lot of visits after that, which looking back, I mean, it all worked out, but I do wish I could have kind of seen other places not even that I wanted to go there but just they're gonna pay for it and they're gonna bring you yeah I understand see other facilities Uh and that's the cool part but now I think traveling and being able to go play places you you see it now anyway but I think it all worked out I'm happy to be here um there wasn't there hasn't been a day I regretted coming here I love it here so and lastly I mean your teammates it seems like all of them have that same ethic right I mean do you feel that vibe like why if you want to just minimize it to the four of you that are now sophomores and obviously Ania is going to be a freshman but that ethic still is the same that Mm -hmm. it's about Minnesota yeah and it it has been and I think when we first or I guess I don't want to say recommitted but you know just like decided to stay here after everything that went down we all just had the same goal that you know we came here for a reason um we have a lot we still want to do and want to accomplish, and I think we have that fire and that edge that we bring every day, and Coach P knows that, and so she's able to kind of help fuel that fire too because she wants to help Minnesota, and she wants to turn this program around just as much as we do. And it starts this afternoon with practice number one. Thanks yeah. for taking time the morning of, and uh, we'll be seeing you at the barn very, very yeah. soon. Thanks. It'll be fun. Thanks again to Mara Braun for joining just a few hours before practice officially started for her sophomore season. You can tell she and her teammates are excited to get started, get the Don Plitzelwhite era of Gopher women's basketball off on the right foot. And if you weren't aware, we finally did get some basketball schedules from the Big Ten, I want to say about a week or so ago, which means single-game tickets for both men's and women's basketball are now available.
ticket info, schedule stuff. It's all there at gophersports.com. Don't forget that UConn is coming to Williams Arena in November. It's a Sunday, and tickets are available for that game and the rest right now. Thanks again to Mara Braun. Thanks again to Tommy Olson for joining this week. Final reminder for the Gopher football team hosts homecoming Saturday at 11 o'clock against Louisiana. Don't forget to stripe out. Don't forget to listen to that on KFAN if you won't be at the bank. And we'll talk to you next week on the Golden Gopher Podcast. Thanks, everybody. The Golden Gopher Podcast has been brought to you by Schuler Shoes, where comfort and style are always in step. The preceding has been a Learfield presentation on the Gopher Sports Network. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on Carol. She's more focused on hitting a high note than the car in front of her. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates Northbrook, Illinois.